Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. turning to Psalm, in the book of the Psalms this morning, to Psalm number 66, the number of man, six. Psalm 66, my reading is very lengthy. I'm going to read 20 verses this morning. I don't ever read that much, seldom. I think to get this in context, you might take your pen, your paper, you may not mark in your Bibles, <clears throat> mine's marked all up. My old one especially. I, I go through and see the things I've marked and it reminds me where I've been. And uh, Psalm 66, <clears throat> I'm going to try to read this as quick as I can, get right into this message. It's a long introduction and a two point, two main points, so just you just bear with me. You're here, listen, you're here for a reason this morning. Yeah. Out of all the times you could have been here or not been here, you're here today for a reason. God's got you here for a reason today. Four days I've been dealing with this right here. God's got you here for this day. I want you to listen. I want you to listen to this psalm now. We don't know who wrote this. <clears throat> it's not, we don't have the uh, identified writer. There's a lot of speculation. But there's no, no evidence of who the writer is. We know it's, we know it's the breathed word of God. So it's, uh, uh, we know that it's holy. Psalm 66, if you're there, shout amen. amen. Verse number one, make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. You could put a mark under lands right there. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say unto God, how terrible art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. All the earth shall worship thee and shall sing unto thee. They shall sing to thy name, Salah. That day will come, not yet, but it will. Read Zechariah. Come and see the works. Come and see the works of God. He is terrible in his doing toward the children of men. This is talking about a judgment that's been, has been come to pass. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the flood on foot. There did we rejoice in him. He ruleth by his power forever. His eyes behold the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Salah. Okay, now, oh, bless our. You can put a line under our God. We're talking to another group. <clears throat> Ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holdeth our soul in life and suffereth not our feet to be moved. For thou, O God, hast proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the net. Thou laidest affliction upon our loins. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through the water, but thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. Now, we're looking... You can go here. I want you to see I. I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows, which my lips have uttered and my mouth has spoken. When I was in trouble, I will offer unto thee burnt sacrifices of fatlings. 
and the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks with goats. Selah. Come and hear all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Father, I love you. I thank you for the morning, the time these that have come. For the songs, I'm glad you're coming back. We know Calvary is what enables us to come to you. We pray today, Lord, that you would use us one more time. Help me preach like a dying man to dying people. Fill my mouth, guard my tongue, and preach me, God, with accuracy inside the bounds of this holy writ. I pray you stir the hearts of the people. God, I'm just suspecting you're going to do something today. God, it might just be to sow the seed in the good soil. God, you might bring some to fruit. We may see, we may see fruit brought to fruition today. God, that your hand and your blessing be upon somebody. I pray, God, you use me. Lord, I'm not much, but use me, Lord. Take this piece of flesh and glorify yourself through it. I'll praise you forever for all you're about to do. I ask it in my king's name, Jesus. Amen. And amen. I know that's a lot of reading, but there's a lot in this little chapter right here. We say that the, the writer is anonymous. We are uncertain of who the writer is, but it's of no avail. Here's what it is. I want to preach this morning when the Lord doesn't listen. When the Lord doesn't listen. It's pretty plain in verse number 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Will not hear me. I see these people on TV all the time and they say, we're sending out thoughts and prayers. This is the same ones that support every abominable lifestyle known under God's heaven and they're saying they're praying for us. They just will be talking to that host over there. God's not listening. Amen. Verses 1 through 7. This is an invitation to all nations. 1 through 7 to everybody. All nations, will all nations receive this? No, we got multitudes and cross who will take this. All the nations have come against Israel. There's only two standing with the mouth, us and, and Great Britain, and we're a little shaky. Britain's shaky too. Oh, they have the false peace accords. They, they talk a big talk, but they don't do anything. But if one through seven in this psalm is an invitation to all nations. The example, I'm not sure the verses, you do it when you get home. But the example of the, what the Lord done to Israel, it's the example, one through seven, the example of what the Lord done through Israel. What does that show us? John 6, 40. Uh, John 6, uh, let me get the right verse. 4, 22. And he said, salvation is of the Jews. So he brought them through these things to show his saving abilities. You 
When it gets down to verse number 18, if I, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. That means the Lord's not listening. Regard, it means this. It means to ponder or approve. Approve what God is considered an abomination or God is ultimately against. In other words, it's to approve what is against God's word. Now, we have we have what God condemns. It is to approve what to approve. Regard, I approve what God condemns. You know what God condemns? Sin. Sin. Now, first, I want to speak to the sinner. Who's the sinner? Well, I'll, I'll show us all to be sinners eventually. But I, when I say sinner today, I'm speaking to the unsaved. You've never been born again. You may have been in church your entire life. My mind goes back to the revival over here with Junior Gardner years ago, the piano player. Remember that night? She, we didn't have a piano player that night. She showed up, played piano, and at the invitation, she rolled out on the altar and said, I've been playing all these years unsaved. To the sinner. Listen here. If you're here today and you're unsaved, I'm going to share something with you. We go, you, you can turn there if you want. Well, let's turn it. Let's just go to John 6. I've got John 6. I spoke to you once. I must, I must need to go to John chapter number 6. And I'm turning myself. I didn't mark any of this. John 6 and 44. <clears throat> my, I quote this often. Randall's picked up on it. You mimic who you hear often in preaching. It's, it's just how it is. You got some of your daddy's features, Justin. You just got, you're just Coleman. You got some Coleman there going on. And, 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 and so, John 6 and 44, you go follow along with me. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. We stop right there. 45 lets us know what he's talking about. It is written in the prophets. They shall all be called of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The draw has to come through the Word. The Word is the mechanism that God chooses. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. He that comes to God must believe He is. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Hold on. Seek and He shall find. What if He's not drawing? I may have been explaining this wrong all these years. The call, then the draw. The, how do we know to call? By the word. If we don't 
This girl came over there and she said, would you Christians do me a favor and my friends a favor and quit talking to us. Let us go to hell in peace. We do not want to talk to you. I don't want to hear any more about this, this Bible and this man you call Jesus. Please just leave us alone. I told Pat, I said, you know what she just done? I believe the Lord said, let's knock your feet off. Just a moment, she's done. She's done. She's not even open-minded. And they, they all claim that they're open-minded. Oh, I'm open-minded, you lying dog. You're a closed door. You will not ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. One kid was on there and he said, we are so educated. I said, you're an imbecile. Don't believe it. And here's my answer to all of them when I talk to them, Clay. I said, one of these days, friend, you're going to close your eyes in death. And the great atheist of all time, Voltaire, said, I die lost and fall into the darkness. And I like the example, illustration, Hoy Duncan used that time. I forget, and it might have been that Voltaire was on the stage. Jim, you might remember better than I. We didn't meet together somewhere. And he said that a guy stood up after this fellow, this atheist long talk, pulled an apple out of his pocket, took a bite. He said, sir, can you tell me whether my apple is sweet or it is sour? And that guy said, I have no idea unless I taste your apple. He said, that's exactly right. You have no idea until you taste my Jesus. You get a taste of him, you'll know what I'm talking about. Do you know it this morning? You think you're just going to, in the time, he told him in Proverbs, he said, I'll laugh at your calamity when it comes. You would not of me, I'll laugh when your calamity comes. I thought he's a God of love, I'm going to get there in a minute. Are you unsaved? Why would, you, why would you not be saved today? Would you ask yourself a question? You're unsaved and you know it. Because if you're born again, you know it. And you're sitting here unsaved and God has spoke to you. Something, the draw, listen, come and call. Say, I don't feel nothing. Come start talking to me. I challenge you. You come and How many times have you been to the altar waiting? When we met right up here that day, a bunch, a bunch, I opened the book. He read it for himself. And I asked him the question. I said, what does that mean? He stood up. He said, that means I'm saved. That's what that means. That book's true. I believe that book. That book said if I do that, if I understand that, I call. I believe. I'm saved. Now there's some things that need to follow that. There's things that need to follow that. But the first step is coming to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm trying to hurry. I'm not trying to watch 12 o'clock. That's to the sinner. You know what you need to do. You need to believe. If you believe it, come and call. But now let's talk to the saint. Let's talk to the saint of God. We're here 
We come, we've cried. God, Jim's message I've heard, excellent, excellent. God's nearest them that's broken. That may not be the exact title, but that's. And he saves such a bit of a contrite spirit. And he does that. When we come and come, it's kind of like Gordon is teaching us this morning. There's a thing called dead calm in the ocean. When you get dead calm, nothing moves. You may sit there for weeks, nothing moves. And all of a sudden, a little breeze will start, and they know that they're about to be underway. Behold, the Lord's hand is talking to God's people. It's not shortened that it cannot save, neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. It's not God's fault. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. He ain't listening. Oh my, you tell me I'm lost? No, I'm just telling you out of fellowship with God. Say, well, I don't have any sin in me. Let's see if we got any sin in us. Search me, Lord, and see if there be any wicked way in me. Is anybody in here to, besides the preacher today got just a little bit of pride in them? You know the number one thing that tops God's list of things he hates? Pride. You know where all contention comes from according to the Word of God? Pride. You know the problem? You know why things upset you when it don't go our way? Pride. You know when somebody disappoints you and you're mad because you're prideful that they do that. You know what? Pride is a problem in life. You know why we think somebody, somebody ought to do this, they don't do that, or I ought to be able to do this and I don't get to do it? Lord, like my four-year-old grandson. I want a soda. Joe Bell, you can't have a soda. It's too close to bedtime. I want a soda. I told you, you're not getting a soda. It's too close to bedtime. Now comes the fit. And when he realizes he can cry if he wants to, and it's not going to get him a soda, he shuts up. And if he cries too long, he gets something more sides than soda. And he knows right where the limit's at. I can't hear me. He said, Saint, here's the problem. If I regard, if I, if I approve that thing, I see that thing. There's not a safe person in this room that when sin comes into our life, thought, ideas, say, here's what I say. Things we see, say, or show Things we see, say, or show. You can take that, preach it in every church in America. Things you see, things you say, things you show. I've been caught by every traffic light in town one day. Somebody's behind me at the church up here, and this and turned green, and man, I gashed her. I'm gone, I'm coming to church, I'm whipping in here. And the, and the kid in the car told the mom and said, Well, Brother Mike's in a hurry to get to church today, ain't he? Show. Things we see. In a moment, the things we say, we've afflicted somebody, we say something, and the moment we do it, if we're saved, the Holy Spirit will check us. 
And if you're not in tune like that today, just maybe you're regarding something in your heart. I think this one may top the list. Unforgiveness. Somebody done something to me 15 years ago, and if I see them in a grocery store, my anxiety level goes up, and I gotta, I'll hide to keep from facing me. You got a sin problem. I read this this morning. The Bible's pretty plain on this. If I don't forgive their trespass, the Bible said he wouldn't forgive mine. You don't know what they've done to me. I really don't care. I try not to use that term, but I'm adamant about it this morning. Listen, I don't want you to be hurt. I don't want you to be despondent. I don't want you to be discouraged. But it doesn't matter what, I'll tell you, they've not done anything to you they've not done to me. What did you do to Jesus? Amen. The crown. When you started, I thought, oh yeah, he set me up. The thorns is on his head, pressed down on him, and the blood begins to flow down his face. I've done that, Tommy. Mike McCoy's guilty of that. You're guilty before God. Now, I'm not for child abuse, molesters, murderers, them things. Look, I'm not for that. I'm preaching to Christians right now and wondering how much stuff we harbor in our heart. And say, here, here, I can't get past it. You don't want to get past it. You're living on your broken because that's your friend. Now, you pet that thing, you get it out every now and then, rub it, make sure it's still there, and then you put it right back up. That's regarding iniquity. You're praying. You wonder why your children aren't saved? You wonder why things aren't changing in your family? You wonder why things aren't going the way they ought to go? How about regarding iniquity in your heart? I've had to confess everything I could think of before I preached yesterday. I've confessed things I didn't even know I was guilty of. And the more I confessed, the more the Holy Ghost said, hey, how about that guy? How about that over there? How about this? Remember that? I prayed, I prayed, 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 preachers, nothing's happening. They might be an issue with you. I used to do this for God. I've lost all the zeal and through. If you continue in the faith grounded and settled, be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard, which was preached to every creature. Paul said, just keep on going. Continue in that hope. That hope's not in me. My hope's not in my prayer. My hope's in the one I'm talking to. Because it I think we shut our prayer life down by regarding some iniquity in our heart. That, that word, just when you get right down to it, it means sin. It means I've got it all against Jim McComas. I don't. But that's what it would refer to. I've gotten all against him. 
and I'm going to keep it. And I don't care if he likes it or he don't like it. I'm going to keep it till I die. I've had him say, hey, I'll just, I'll just die with you. You, you may die. I'll t- How are you going to face Jesus with that? God made me go to a business. I've told this here before, but it just, it just on my mind. I can't get it. God sent me to a business. This guy, I was in a revival in Alabama. The preacher's hauling me around. This guy's yelling at me so loud over the telephone. When I, but the preacher's hearing it. I said, hey, I'm in a car with another preacher. This guy don't care. He's yelling at me over the telephone. I said, friend, I'm 400 miles away. When I get home, I'll meet with you and we'll talk about this. Well, he didn't want to meet me. He quit. Family quit. They all quit. And to this day, I don't think any of us in church. It's been, it kicked on there for about six or eight months, maybe close to a year. I'm driving down the road one day, minding my own business, just driving down the road, and the Holy Ghost checked me and said, you need to go apologize to that guy. I said, I ain't apologizing to him, that jerk. I hadn't done one thing. He accused me of all these things. I didn't do none of that stuff to him, and he's yelling at me, and now my preacher that I'm preaching for that week thinks I'm a nut job. The Holy Ghost said, I told you, go apologize to that guy and go right now. You better go now. Preacher turned the truck around and went to his place of business. I walked in there and I said, I need to see so-and-so. Let me see if he's here. I thought, praise God, he ain't here. I'm out of it. <laughs> I hear him coming down the hall. He walks in there. When he sees me, he's, he's, he's flabbergasted. He don't know what to say. I said, I need to talk to you for a minute. We went in an office, stuck my hand out, I said, I don't apologize for hurting you. I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry I hurt your family. I wouldn't have no intent on hurting you. And obviously, I hurt you somehow. And I'm sorry I done it. He started to cry. Amen. He said, I appreciate you doing that. I accept your apology. I got back in the truck, fired the old truck up, the Holy Ghost something sat down in the cab. He said, how are you feeling now? I said, I'm feeling pretty good. He said, why didn't you do that a long time ago? I said, I didn't know I needed to do it. He said, ain't it good when you know you need to that you just go ahead and do what you know you need to do? Wow, it's good. And in my mind, I was not guilty. But the Holy Ghost wanted me to get that off my back that I could be free. I could see that guy now in the grocery store. I don't even think they live here anymore. But if I did, I see him, I could shake his hand and hug his neck and say, how you doing? Why's that? Because it's gone. You ain't shouting too loud. It's a good preaching. There's one verse, and I'm done. And I know I'm on overtime. But I want to apologize because this is the Lord gave me this. When the Lord doesn't listen, there's one word that, that opens his ear. The conduit's clean. The water begins to wash. The things, the joy comes back. The excitement, the enthusiasm. You'll begin to invite people to church. Things will just be better. Now, will they be better forever? No, because we're sorry, low-down sinners, uh, saved by grace, and we'll get back in this same spot again. But we know the remedy for it, and the remedy is this. One word, confession. Amen. 
I'm going to tell you, with nobody else in the room, sometimes in my prayer place, I begin to ask God to forgive me for something, and it's hard for me to get it out of my mouth. Now, if we say we have no sin, what do we do? Deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just. Who's that for? For the sinner and the saint. The sinner can be born again and the saint can have the blessing of God back on him. I ain't going to do it, preacher. You don't have to. He lets you be tight, drawn up in misery, no joy left. And then, worse than that, when you meet him face to face, he's going to say, I tried to get you to do it. I sent you a message. God wasn't much of a preacher, but he told you what I had on his heart. I regard, I approve the thing God's condemned. He won't hear me. It affects families. It'll right wrongs. It'll excite the saints. It'll edify the church. It'll do the things. Now, here's what the devil's going to tell you this morning. If I go forward, they're going to think I've got something I need to confess. I'm just going to tell you. Don't get too pious in here today. If you knew the list your preacher had to pray over before he come, and I'm not going to tell you because you don't need to know. I don't need to know yours. You don't need to tell me. You need to tell him. And when I tell him, I come out of the house this morning, the birds were singing. Now, we wasn't running pews in here this morning, but it's been a sweet place to me. God will save somebody if they just come. And God will, God will relieve the pressure off some saints of God. Play something, Stand with your feet, bow your heads all over the house. People's already moving. I knew God. I knew. I knew. He don't give me something four days before I get here. And he ain't serious. There's some Sunday mornings I'm scratching my head. There's other times God said, I'm sending this somebody. Hey, lost friend, you'll never have a better time to come right now and call on God. You'll just come right now, get it settled. Christians are praying all over the house. All over the house, people pray. Can I ask you a question? Why would you not come this day, this day, and say, Lord, be merciful to me a sinner? still coming to pray. You need to come. You need to come. 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 
You ought to come right now. Quit putting it off. Go and just come. Make this today. Don't let the devil, don't let the devil cheat you out of what God wants to do. God's done some things. God's done some things, some hard things to get you where you're at. He wants you to hear it. He wants you to hear it. Jesus died that we could get in. Wow. Wow. Jesus died that I could get in. Hallelujah. Others still coming, I'm telling you. It's invitation time. It's Holy Ghost time. He's doing, he's wooing, he's growing. He's saying, come. People still coming. You need to come, you ought to come now. And I know what the devil says. You can't live it. He's ex- that's the only truth he ever tells. You can't, but Christ will in you. The hope of glory. I'm almost persuaded now to believe almost persuaded Christ to receive see than right now. Would you come? Would you come? Christians ought to be, we're in a battle right here today. There is a war. There's a spiritual war going on right now inside the First Freedom Baptist Church. You can't see them. The devil's trying to talk people out of doing what they know they need to do. Some need to be saved right here this morning and you know you do. You know you're unsafe and you're nervous and you're afraid and if you'll come, We'll take the Word of God and show you how you can know. Are you coming? And you may just need to come and and, and get some things off of your heart and tell the Lord about it. A lot of Christians praying this morning. I know these people, they're coming. I know the unsaved that's in here today too, some of you. You ought to come today. You know that song, Marcus? I may have sung the first, I don't even know what verse I was singing there.
Are you a Christian? Why would you not come today and say, Lord, save me? Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.